It is Wednesday, August 2nd. I'm Scott Seidenberg. And I'm AJ Hoffman. The baseball trade deadline comes and goes. And, ooh, they've got an issue at Iowa State. Here comes the Vegas truth. This is Straight out of Vegas. We are straight out of Vegas AM, your daily destination for sports conversation with a Vegas lean. Here's what you need to know to start your day. MLB trade deadline comes and goes. Justin Verlander, the biggest name to move. That's going to be the Vegas lead. And we have Steve Fezzik, the only two-time winner of the Super Contest and the South Point Contest as well, who is with us this morning on Straight Out of Vegas AM. Good morning, Fez. How are you, Scott? Uh, I'm not doing as well as some other teams in Major League Baseball are doing. I'm not doing well because I'm a Yankee fan, and they did absolutely nothing oh, they're dead. at the trade deadline. They're dead. <laughs> so, yeah, they, they might as well be. But the, the trade deadline yesterday, 6 p.m. Eastern time, and the biggest moves that were made – Big moves were made prior to the deadline, and we can talk about winners and losers. But AJ mentioned it. Justin Verlander goes to the Houston Astros, goes back to the Astros. The Mets just completing their fire sale, which they said was not a fire sale. It's not a fire sale. But I think the, the, the most amazing part of this is that the two big high-priced aces that the Mets signed, Max Scherzer and Justin Verlander, will now be going against each other in this highly competitive American League West race. Fez, right now, who do you have winning the West? The Astros, who are minus 125, or the Texas Rangers, who are plus 130? No, the Astros are going to win, clearly. So, like, Eovaldi is, is on the DL now, and they're, I mean, there's, Texas is not nearly the team as they were when the season started, and they, they're, they're patching together with some pitching, be enough to make the playoffs, but they're not winning the division. AJ? I agree with Fez. I've been saying for a couple months the Astros are the best team in this division. It'll it'll hash out by the time it's all said and done. And last night, Framber Valdez throws a no hitter. <laughs> Dude, do you think uh, like we talk about? Did Cleveland teams, get four runs? Cleveland no. did not get four. I runs. I had them under three and a half. That's that was good. a good play. It's yes. funny we talk about when a team trades away, like when the White Sox start selling. We say, oh, we don't want, we don't want to back the White Sox now. Their their clubhouse is going to be bummed out that their best guys are getting shipped out. Mm-hmm. When you sign it, I should have bet my house on the Astros yesterday when they signed Justin Verlander. Like it, 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 I gave him out of minus one and a half. Yeah, very wise. <laughs> very wise. But clearly the team played some inspired ball. Could have, well, the, no, the pitcher pitched some inspired baseball. They couldn't hit a lick. So the minus one and a half was kind of dicey, right? That's true. It could have been dicey, but I, I had confidence in them. Their offense is, is stacked and it's healthy now which is important. The Astros' offense is healthy. And I think health is a big factor. You mentioned Yavaldi going on the IL for Texas. Corey Seager is still dealing with his stuff. So it's like one team is getting healthy. Another team is not as healthy. I'm going to bet on the healthy team. And the important thing, I think, was for the Astros, there was thoughts that the only way they could get this trade done was by trading major league players as well as prospects. And not having to give up a Hunter Brown, mm-hmm. uh, not having to give up a Chaz McCormick. I think that's a big deal to this Astros team. They wanted to keep their what they've got at the big league level in place. They give up a couple prospects, the number one and number four prospect in their farm system. But that might as well be like the number 20 prospects in another farm system. Like I debated with someone about who gave up more, the Rangers or the Astros. The Rangers gave up a top 100 prospect. He was like a top 50 prospect, in fact. The Astros gave up the number one and four prospect in their farm system, but neither one of them were top 100. I feel like the Rangers gave up more. You know, this is funny because this is like from a perspective of like, you know, was it a good trade, bad trade? And I'm such a goldfish. I don't care. Meaning yeah. but by goldfish, the, the, the MLB ceases to exist after the year ends. Mm-hmm. So I don't care if you mortgage completely the future. All I care about is the implications over the next two months. Because that's the only thing I can bet on right well, now. I still think well, the, then, like I said, it's important that he didn't trade away any part of the yeah. current major league. The, there the, you go. The yes. Rangers, they're still a playoff team. And I love what they did at the deadline. It wasn't just Scherzer. They got Jordan Montgomery at well, as well. And Araldis Chapman, who they didn't get at the deadline, but they got o- over a week ago, is a huge addition to their bullpen. And Austin Hedges, who is going to be a, a, a solid catcher for them, even though they have an, an all-star catcher in, in Jonah Heim, I think 
Texas did a very nice job. I still think this is a team that is a, a playoff team. Himes on the IL, obviously, but I think this is still a playoff team. And when I gave out their adjusted win total over, I, I'm still on board with that. I still you think played this, over 91. I still think this is a team that wins, you know, well into the 90s of, of baseball games this year. Yeah, I don't disagree. I, I, I still think the Rangers are a very good team. I just, I also, you mentioned you want the healthy team. I also want the team that I've seen win. Like I, I that is, are, they're accustomed to this. They're incus- accustomed to playing important games in mm-hmm. September. It's been a long time since the Rangers were winning important games in September. Doing a lot better than the Padres are doing. That's for sure. <laughs> yeah, the Padres not so good. Let's talk about a team in the Chicago Cubs that I I gave out at five hundred plus five hundred to win the National League Central. Fez, they're the only team in the Central that has a positive run differential. They are plus 67. The next best team is the first place team, Cincinnati Reds, who are a minus seven right now. And the Cubs acquiring Jamie Candelario, a power-hitting third baseman at the trade deadline in his first game for Chicago yesterday, four for five. I mean, he was four for four, and then he got out his final at bat. Uh, The Cubs put up a over three touchdowns or over two touchdowns, uh, they missed the extra point in the third touchdown. Yeah, Justin, so it's 20, Justin, 20 to nine. Justin Fields threw for an intercept, <laughs> yeah. threw for a touchdown pass, and uh, very good. Um, by Obviously, the way, Cincinnati won for two at some point, but yeah. I, the um, yeah, a little little bit concerning that uh, Strowman got rocked for like the, he's had three straight bad outings. You know, one thing about that I like about the Cubs, though, a little under the radar, they played St. Louis across the pond mm-hmm. and they sucked they were jet lagged and they had one bad week that was their only bad week they've had recently so they're even you mentioned all the reasons that the cubs are undervalued i might argue they're even more undervalued because of the five bad games they played when they got back from london number you can get plus 550 now on them to win the division i still think that's a bet i would make and I, that 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 brewer team does not um that does that team does not inspire me when i watch them no i i'm not there's no for me i'm like yeah Nothing. I mean, okay, the trades that they made or whatever, uh, I don't think it was anything to make a big splash for the Brewers. The Reds certainly didn't do anything. They're just playing, you know, what they're playing, good baseball and good young inspired baseball. Well, and just like I said about the Rangers, a a team who hasn't played meaningful September games in a long time, the Brewers have a history as well of melting in the last, you know, last couple weeks of the season. Like, they tend to have a lead in this division and fall apart and blow it. So, uh, I don't know why this season would be any different. Yep. Uh, the Baltimore Orioles are a very interesting team. Uh, Jack Flaherty, a nice add for them in, in their rotation. This is a team that just put up a monster number against the Blue Jays last night, 13-3. to They're currently in first place in the American League East, 66-41, and which is the best record in the American League. They are right now. The favorites, co-favorites, with the Rays to win the division at plus 110. To win the American League, they are 5-1. to one. Are the Orioles undervalued, Fez? In the regular season, yes. They're going to win the division to win the pennant. 12-1 to one to win the World Series also. No, they don't have enough pitching, in my opinion. Would okay. you agree? I think Flaherty was a nice move. Uh, he immediately slides up to maybe number two in their rotation. Um, but yeah, I would agree that when it comes to the playoffs, as good as their starters have been this year, there's no one that you're scared of, but what you are scared of is the two guys at the back end of the bullpen. Mm. Yenier Cano and Felix Bautista are two of the best relievers in all of major league baseball. And in the playoffs, if the Cubs can Get excuse me, Cubs. I still have the Cubs on the mind. Uh, oh, if, Cubs if, Baltimore if, series. What, what will that, no, that exactly pay? pay? Yeah. If the Orioles can get through six innings, they're going to win the games hmm. because they'll get nine outs between Cano and Bautista. And that's a dangerous sign. That's like the Yankees had that benefit, you know, when they were winning and they were they had the strong back end of the bullpen. When you can shorten a game, that's a huge advantage. It does feel like they should be a bigger favorite to win the division, right? And why, why is it a virtual pick them with Tampa that's been scuffling, frankly, although they finally are going to get healthy against the Yankees? Sorry, mm-hmm. sorry Scott. No, it's true. Uh, good addition to the uh, the Rays at the trade deadline as well, getting Aaron Savale from the Guardians. So now he slides in behind McClanahan and Glass now as the third starter in that rotation. It, it definitely 
they didn't they didn't need bats, but they needed uh, arms, and they got a good one in Savali. So I, I do like what the Rays did here at the deadline. So who are who's who's your current predictions? Let's say let's let's call today the day the trade deadline is come and gone. Give us your uh, your division winners for the rest of the season. Let's let's who who's going to be in the playoffs? Well, I think the Orioles and Rays will both be in the playoffs. So pick one to win the division, pick one to win the wild card. Right. They're both going to be in the playoffs. Baltimore wins the division. Yeah. The Twins, the Twins are winning the Central. By default, because everyone else sucks. Yes, and with the Guardians making a couple of trades, again, giving away Savali, and then also trading away Josh Bell. I know they got their first baseman of the future in that deal with the Tampa Bay Rays, so they cleared up room by getting rid of uh, of Bell. This is a team that's not good enough in my opinion, to, they're not, they're not, a, they're below 500. They're not good enough to win this division. The twins will. Oh, at, they're good enough to win the division, but they're not good. at all. That's true. Yeah. Uh, I think the twins are the best team. They're the class of that division. So I think the twins will win uh, the I central agree. and I've given that out before updated total updated odds on the twins minus 300. So I think it was what I gave it out at minus 150, I think. Mm-hmm. So minus 300 seems pretty good. I'm going to go with the Astros in the West. I'm going to agree with both of you guys, but I think the the Rangers are a playoff team, though, as well. And now you just have to ask if it's going to be one of the teams in the East and one of the teams in the West as two wild cards, who's that third wild card? It's not going to be Seattle. Is it the Blue Jays, the Red Sox, the Angels, or the Yankees? Oh, it's Toronto. I'm going to say Toronto as well, although the Bichette injury does concern me. But a they bit. went, but at the trade deadline, because of the Bichette injury, they went out and they got Paul DeYoung yeah. from the Cardinals. They lose same thing. They lose Jordan Romano, their closer on the IL. They go out and they get Jordan Hicks from so, from the Cardinals. But here's the thing: while everybody else was improving, they were making deals just to keep pace with where they were to maintain. Yes. Yeah, but the Yankees stink, and the Angels are are never. They're always a joke down the street. I gotta be honest. The with Angels you. are gonna get Mike Trout back. I, I got. I gotta be honest with you. When Trout comes back, right now the Angels. What's their odds to, to make the playoffs? What payout can I get here on the Angels? Let me look this up real Don't quick. Don't do it. Plus five hundred to make the we've playoffs. We've seen this movie. I, you know what? With all the additions they have, it, I'm shocked it's five to one. But we've seen this movie before, and they've had Trout. You know, year year after year, and who's to say he doesn't get hurt again? I understand it. Let me just lay this out for you real quick. When Mike Trout comes back healthy, again, assuming that he comes back healthy, with the trades that the Angels have made, their lineup right now, or their projected lineup, is a playoff caliber winning lineup. You're you're right. You don't have to go through Mike it. Trout, I, I Shohei Otani, Randall Grichuk, CJ Crone, Hunter Renfro, Brandon Drury, Anthony Rendon. I, I mean... It's an all-star team. It's a and then you got you got Award when he comes back healthy, Mustakis, Mickey Moniak. This is a this is a good baseball team now. I think the Angels did incredible at the trade deadline. Why do they keep going out and drinking until three in the morning? Because that's the only thing you can explain. <laughs> they they and the Padres, right? I mean, to underachievers anonymous. Right now, you look at the standings, they are three and a half games out of a wild card spot. They're three games out, excuse me. The only team that they're chasing the Red Sox and they're chasing the Blue Jays. At plus 500, give me the Angels to make the playoffs. All right, I can co-sign that. Listen, we liked the Angels before the season started. We were high on the Angels. Now they just got to get healthy. They already have the best player on the planet. And they sent a message to all their players that they're buying in. Absolutely. I think there'll be a boost. Uh, And again, I I think they they did one of the best jobs at the deadline. Not the Yankees. The Angels did one of the best jobs at the deadline. In the National League, I like the Braves get some bullpen help. Brad Hand, a helping hand, some would say. Uh, they've already clinched, yeah. The Braves are already clinched the number one seed. So. <laughs> yeah, Braves uh, there. Um, I think the Phillies did well as well. Uh, the Phillies are starting to play some good baseball. They're in second place, but they're not. They're 11 games back. Um, but I do like getting Michael Lorenzen. Adding from the Tigers, that adds to their rotation. That's a good pickup for them. And they, when healthy, this lineup is one of the best lineups in all of baseball. There's the, the, This is the team that went to the World Series last year. And there's the only difference is Trey Turner, who, in theory, before the season, was an MVP candidate. He's having one of the worst seasons of his career. Imagine if this guy all of a sudden wakes up and starts playing like the back of his baseball card. 
The Phillies are a dangerous team. Entirely possible, too. Yeah. And they got the one Craig Kimmel, one of the best closures in all of baseball. So come playoff time, Phillies might be a dangerous team in the National League. They're plus 800 to win the National League right now. And the Phillies' odds to make the playoffs, yes, minus 400. So I think everyone agrees with me there. Phillies are going to make the playoffs. Yep. Uh, I already gave out the Cubs in the Central. In the West, it's the Dodgers. Of course. There's no getting They've it. already clinched. They're going to get – Hershiser's going to come back. <laughs> no. they're, they're, get, they're getting – you know, they're, I mean, they're going to get healthier. Yeah, and they did and, – and, you know, they added they added arms as well. Lance Lynn, uh, Joe Kelly now in the bullpen, you know, bringing him back. Uh, Ahmed Rosario. By the way, I, I don't think Oakland's going to win a game the rest of the year. What do you guys think? 0-60? No. 1-59? <laughs> Maybe <that>. Okay. <laughs> I'll tell you who's an interesting team, and it's a team that we actually bet against last night. I think the Marlins are very intriguing. Why? They've been they have played as bad baseball as you can play the last like ten yeah, days. Four and six in their last ten games. They're four and six. Four and six in the last ten. Wow, games. is it like four and twelve also? Uh, we'll have to go beyond that. They're yeah. one game out of a wild card spot, right? Um, they get Jake Berger to play third base now. That adds. This is a team that didn't have a lot of power. You had Jake Berger. Now you, it's like they doubled their power numbers. So, And that's good for a team, like I said, a team that didn't have power. David Robertson is a nice closer. Blew the save last night to his old team, the Phillies. And the last time he blew a save was to the Phillies. So that's kind of interesting there. But I think that was a really good move to get him on the back end of the bullpen. Alcantara starting to pitch like the Cy Young winner that he was last year. How did, how did the Phillies beat the Marlins? Yesterday, because Alcantara threw eight shutout innings, and then David Robertson blew the save in the ninth. And, and you know, I was watching the game, and, and they was, lost because they only scored one run. And they literally had ten hits, you know, through eight innings, yeah. and and somehow, like, like I had the Phillies, and I, I I'm chalking this up as one of my most unlikely wins of the year. Well, if you watch that ninth inning, it really it, it it's weird. You ever watch a game where you're losing, but you have like it's. You don't. You have all the confidence that you're going to win. It's well, just like it's part like, of it is the Marlins blew so many chances, had guys yeah. thrown out at the at, at the plate. I mean, it was just it, it was like, remarkable. It's, it's like watching. It's like when the Chiefs are down by three, and they get the football back with a minute left. There's just nothing in your mind that says they're going to lose that game. It's like especially eh, Mahomes is going to drive them down and kick a field goal at least, right? Playing the Chargers, or, especially. Yeah, yes. or maybe sorry, get, AJ, or maybe they'll get a touchdown. Thank you. I was watching that ninth inning. Kyle Schwarber led off the ninth, and I'm like, if he gets on base, like, the Phillies are winning this game. Schwarber walks. Then Bohm has a long at bat but strikes out. Harper then doubles to the wall, ties the game. My pet peeve, you're, you're up a, I understand you're only up a run and it's a home run hitter. Don't walk him. Let him hit a line drive somewhere. Te- you know what? Teach your son that, AJ. Don't walk. Don't walk, guys. Well, you can't walk the leadoff guy. No. That's the biggest problem. No. But I understand he was afraid. You you make one mistake pitch to Kyle Schwarber, the game's tied. Yeah, you're still so he pitched fine. around them a little you're bit. You're still fine. Yeah. Don't you don't pitch yeah, yeah. Pitch around until you to he has three balls, then groove one down the middle. But I never and then when Harper hit that ball, it probably would have been a home run in a lot of ballparks, hits off the wall to tie game, next batter Castellanos homers. Like it just I never I, I had so much confidence going into that ninth inning. I'm like, I was so happy when they took Alcantara out. I'm like, here we go. Philly's gonna win this game now. You know, I don't I don't follow baseball that much. So a buddy of mine goes, you know, Superman just doubled, and they and 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 they says Castellano went bye bye, and I was like, what is he talking? about? Yeah. Some son, kind of code. My son says he went ya ya, which drives me bye bye. What's this bye bye? Yeah, Yahtzee. He went Yahtzee. Uh, so the, yeah, so that the, couple other moves that you know the Padres got Rich Hill and G Man Choi, so they're trying to go for it. Rich Hill, he's 90? Yes, exactly. Padres are five games out of a wild card spot in the America, in the uh, National League. The yes on the Padres to make the playoffs. See, this is interesting. Remember I said that the Angels were plus 500 to make the playoffs, and the Angels are three games out of a wild card spot, only chasing two teams. The Padres are five games out. Above the Padres are the Cubs, Diamondbacks, Marlins, and the Brewers as the third wild card. That's four teams. Padres are plus 250 to make the playoffs. Well, they, look, they have such a great lineup. You know, 
I've watched enough Padre games. Half fact, the odds. I don't. I don't want to brag, but I've actually seen the Padres play live this year, so I'm an expert. <laughs> the uh, there there was a one play in Colorado that really stood out. So they, they have men on second, line drive up the middle, and the guy correctly you know, goes back to second base to make sure he doesn't get doubled off and gets caught, and it gets through to the outfield, and it it it's blasted the the single center. He gets waved home. He is out. By more distance than any player I've ever seen attempting to score. I mean, he is out by 40 feet at the plate. And I'm just like, I see this again and again with Padre base base running. They had a man on third in that game. There's like a little dribbler down the third baseline. Oh, so the run scores, right? No. No, just stays on third. Base is loaded. They never winds up scoring. It's like they, they, they make so many base running errors. They're so fundamentally flawed every time I watch them. So... Based on what you've seen so far, any do you any do you like the bets that I'm that I'm kind of floating out here? Anything that you would make right now? Anything that you have already made right now? Now it's interesting because you're talking about the top of the league. Yeah. And uh, today I don't want to talk about winning. Fez likes to talk about losing. Uh, I want okay. to say it's like bad news bears. Gentlemen, well, then what what about? I'm going to talk about losing. How and about get you know maybe. The A's under 48, like the okay. adjusted season win. Like I love that. The A's hmm. are absolutely, you know, I, I don't know what the Yankees adjusted number is and the Mets, but I'm be looking at both of those as dead teams, you know, to, to completely, I think the Mets, you, you tell I, me you're the, the New York expert. Yeah, I think the Mets are absolutely a dead team. And, and the big story with the Mets that came out yesterday was there was an interview that Max Scherzer gave that he told, I believe it was The Athletic, he said that when he talked to the general manager, Billy Epler, because he was talking about his trade because he has no trade clause, Epler said that the team's vision is that they're looking to compete for 2025 and 2026. Wow. It was a transition that year. Next year, 2024, is going to be a transition they're year. They're a year away from being a year away. Exactly. That ain't, that ain't good. And so they traded away. They traded away Scherzer. They traded away Verlander. They traded away David Robertson. They traded away Tommy Pham, Mark Canna. And Eduardo Escobar. Let's not bet, a fire sale, though. Let's bet Kansas City again. Um, and the and not that I, I'm I'm high in Kansas City. You know, another dead team, the Cardinals. How can the Cardinals? How I can agree. We bet the, how can we bet that team the rest of the year? They're they're complete seller and underachiever. The it, White Sox. White Sox. I would bet against. I would bet against the Tigers. I would bet against the Tigers. They I, got got rid of Lorenzo. You know what? And, that, that was the the one story about trade deadline we didn't mention was that Eduardo Rodriguez got traded to the Dodgers and then well, said— Well, he has a no-trade clause. He said no. No, yeah. thanks. Mm-hmm. Like, I'd rather stay with the Tigers than go play for the Dodgers. Well, it's not just that. It's that he also has—he's um, up for a contract next year. Mm. So I think from his perspective, it, it was, well, let's say I go to the Dodgers, I pitch in maybe high-leverage moments, and I fail— I'm not going to get paid next year. Yeah, it's a good point. But if I stay in Detroit and I pitch to like a 2-3 ERA for the rest of the year. Very pitcher-friendly ballpark, make right? make some money. Right? Yeah. Yeah. I mean, the uh, you know, one thing I'd be cautious, I'm talking about the losers to fade. I'd be cautious about the teams that knew they were going to be terrible, like Pittsburgh. Like, seems like a team like that might still be trying hard the rest of the year. Whereas a team like Colorado would be another auto fade to me. I mean, what what possibly could motivate you as a Colorado Rocky? No, and especially after they trade yeah. Grechuk and CJ Crone. Like, there's no one left. Like, yeah. this, this team stinks. I think the Nationals are a team to bet against. Like, you know, Candelario now, now is that's, like one of their biggest power threats. I think the Mariners. I, I think the Mariners, yeah. like. That's a good point on Seattle because Seattle's kind of like in no man's land, but like, they traded away Seawald. Like, they traded away their closer. And, uh, yeah. I, I guess and then they're not as good as the teams above them. See, no. Washington's an interesting animal because they they were a team that was overachieving versus expectation, mm-hmm. and then they had their fire sale. Yeah. So I don't know. I think you got to wait and evaluate how hard they play. I think it's it's a good point. We got to pick on the bad teams. So let's pick on. Let's be honest. Let's pick on the Yankees. I mean, that, that's <laughs> yeah. another team. Like they did nothing at the deadline. They're, they got they're, relief help. There can't be. There can't be a vibe in that locker room of we're really going for it. This well, year. I'm sure that I'm they sure they got the, Kenyon Middleton. The Yankee fans are so are so supportive. I'm sure that in these close, low scoring games that they're going to have, I'm sure the crowd will like rally behind them, and there won't be any boo birds, right, Scott? That's a good point. The crowd might turn on them fast. Uh, Yankees, let's see to make the playoffs. What number would you would you give me? There is no number. 
Yankees are plus 320 to make the playoffs. Oh, I'll give you I'll give you a 420. I'll give you a 420. Give me the 500 that the Angels are? I'll give you a plus 420. <laughs> I'll give you 100 cents better than the market. You know what's crazy? It's like I want I'll bet the Angels plus 500. No, but I won't bet no, the but no, I won't you, bet the Yankees plus 320. Well, that's because the Angels are better than the Yankees. Yeah. <laughs> they have Otani. Uh yeah, the Eduardo Rodriguez situation is interesting. Um I, yeah, I think uh I I think the Dodgers right now become a very dangerous team in the National League, which they already were. Um, but no more dangerous than the Braves. The Braves are the best team. Braves are still favored, right? Yeah, Braves are minus. Uh, to win the National League, the Braves are plus 160. Yeah. Dodgers plus 240. Phillies plus 800. But to me, it's it's like if it's not the Braves, I don't know. I think there's a handful of teams that might have a shot. But I think the Braves are just so good. It, the American League, to me, is a toss-up. Rays plus 330 to win the American League. Astros plus 350. Orioles 5 to 1. Rangers plus 550. Blue Jays 8 to 1. Twins 9 to 1. You know, Twins are going to make the playoffs, but they'll be one and done. Twins haven't won a playoff game since, what, 2004? They'll be one and done. I I think it's 2004. Yankees 25 to 1. Angels are 40 to 1 to win the American League. The Yankees aren't going to win. Can I bet no? Yeah, yeah. I wouldn't mind taking a flyer on, like, any of these American League teams, to be honest with you. More parity. Yeah, for sure. All right, Fez, thanks for stopping by. We're going to go through the schedule here for today's games, but thank you. I'm off to the South Point to get six ninety nine steak and eggs. Good morning, boys. Wow, it sounds great. All right, AJ, so let's go through this schedule for today. we got a couple of day games across the league. The Angels will be at the Braves. Lucas Giolito gets the start for the Angels. Yanni Chirinos for Atlanta. Atlanta's minus 155. Tigers are at the Pirates. Eduardo Rodriguez, who's still a Tiger, is going to start for Detroit. I like the the Tigers. So do I. Osvaldo Bito for the Pirates. Detroit minus 125. Brewers are at the Nationals. Wade Miley for Milwaukee. Mackenzie Gore for D.C. Milwaukee's minus 130. Guardians are at the Astros. Tanner Beebe goes for the Guardians. Not sure what the Astros are going to do just yet, but do we... Fade the Astros after the no-hitter? Do we buy on the Astros after the no-hitter? You like to fade them, right? I like to fade them, but I don't want to bet against them. So how about betting the under? How does that sound? I could get behind that. Maybe the Astros a little sleepy from their celebration, and we know the Guardians can't hit. Uh, Padres are at the Rockies. Joe Musgrove goes for San Diego. Kyle Freeland for Colorado. San Diego's minus 240. Red Sox at the Mariners. Cutter Crawford for Boston. Logan Gilbert for Seattle. Seattle's minus 130 at home. Phillies at the Marlins. Zach Wheeler for Philadelphia. Braxton Garrett for Miami. Phillies minus 135. Total of 7.5. Pretty low there. Rays are at the Yankees. Shane McClanahan against Garrett Cole. This is an incredible matchup. Yankees minus 115. Total of 7.5. I don't know about you. This feels like a nerfy to me. I, I, I haven't gotten a good feel for those. Uh, I Every time I, like, I've looked at them a little. I haven't bet one at all this year. Every time I've looked at him, I've been on the wrong side of it. So I, I'm I'll stay away from that. I'll leave that to you, friend. Well, I don't. I, I, McClanahan this year has just had such incredible first inning numbers. He's made 20 starts, and in his 20 starts, he's only allowed three first inning runs. That's a pretty strong. One. And then Garrett Cole's made 22 starts. He's allowed seven first inning runs, but like a couple of those were like you know he had starts where. He's given up more than one run what do you in, got, what the, do you in got the first inning. Oh, the nerfy on that game is going to cost you. You're going to have to lay some juice. That's the thought. Yeah. You you, you like it, the juice? I don't know if I like it, the juice. <laughs> the juice is a good, huh? I, I, I get you, juice. Uh, it's minus 115 first inning run. Okay, that's not bad. Yeah. I, I mean, I get. I I won't play it, but I understand your reasoning on it. Yeah. Uh, let's be honest. If anybody scores in the first inning, it'll be the race off of Garrett Cole. The Yankees don't score anymore, right? Yeah. The Orioles are at the Blue Jays. Grayson Rodriguez for Baltimore. You say Kikuchi for Toronto. Toronto's minus 125. Twins are at the Cardinals. Joe Ryan for Minnesota. Dakota Hudson for St. Louis. Minnesota is minus 135. You got to like the Twins, right? Just just fade the Cardinals yeah, here. Yeah, seems that way. White Sox at the Rangers. Texas is minus 140. Dylan stay for the White Sox. Dane Dunning for the Rangers. I might look at the White Sox here. I talked about wanting to fade them, but one guy that that they didn't move on from was Dylan Cease. He mm-hmm. didn't play hard for anybody. I imagine it's Dylan. That's a fair point. Uh, the Reds at the Cubs. Drew Smiley for Chicago. Brandon Williamson for Cincinnati. Cubbies minus 135 after the 
after the butt kicking from last night, I think you just got to go back to the Cubs well. Uh, it seems like the way to go. Mets at the Royals. Kansas City has won four straight games. I'm fading them tonight. Kode Senga. My guy. On the mound for the Mets. In what remains of their rotation, <laughs> Cal Reagans goes for Kansas City. Mets are minus 205. Oh, just kidding. Not, not fading them tonight. Yeah. Uh, Diamondbacks at the Giants. It's Logan Webb for San Francisco. And Slade Ciccone? Is that how you pronounce it? Sassoni? I bet it's Ciccone getting the start for the Diamondbacks. San Francisco is minus 190. And the A's are at the Dodgers. Hogan Harris for Oakland. Tony Gonsolin for L.A. Dodgers, minus 305. This show is sponsored by BetterHelp. How's your social battery right now, AJ? I know sometimes I get drained, and it could be easy to ignore your social battery and just spread yourself too thin, you know, especially when it comes to social gatherings and maybe just things you're not in the mood for. Well, do you know the right amount of socializing you need to do to keep yourself balanced? Therapy can give you that self-awareness and you can build basically your routine that reflects what you need personally. Everybody's different in this way. That was a big driver for me when I was in therapy. I got a lot out of it and it's so easy here Give BetterHelp a try if you've said, I don't want to go out of my way to do this. It's all online. It's as convenient as can be, and it's suited to you. It's simple. Just fill out a brief questionnaire, get matched with a licensed therapist, and you can switch at any time for no additional charge. Find your social sweet spot with BetterHelp. Visit BetterHelp.com slash Vegas today to get 10% off your first month. That's BetterHelp, H-E-L-P dot com slash Vegas. AJ. It's important to me that the supplements that I take every single day are of the highest quality. And that's why ever since they jumped aboard as a sponsor with us, I've been drinking AG1. Because for AG1, quality isn't just a buzzword. AG1's ingredients are heavily researched for efficacy and quality. And I love that every scoop has prebiotics, probiotics, digestive enzymes for my gut support, B vitamins for energy. It's got the magnesium and ashwagandha for stress support, also testosterone support, vitamin C and zinc to support my immune system. I don't get sick anymore. Well, you're welcome for introducing you to AG1. Yeah, but uh, I mean, this stuff is incredible. And so many people have asked me, are you just reading commercials? No, man. AG1 is actually legit. And there's a reason why I drink it every single day. It just makes taking care of my health so much easier in general. So if you want to replace your multivitamin and more, start with AG1. Try AG1 and get a free one-year supply of vitamin D3 plus K2 and five free AG1 travel packs with your first subscription at drinkag1.com slash SOV. That's drinkag1.com slash SOV. Check it out. Big news in college football, AJ, as Iowa State quarterback Hunter Decker Deckers is among four players that were linked to gambling. And they've been charged criminally because, according to reports, it's not about them gambling as student-athletes. It's about the way that they gambled. They uh, were falsifying documents. They were pretending. Trying to hide their identity. Yeah, trying to be somebody else, using somebody's name and social security number and all that stuff, whether it's friends or family. They were basically betting, not through third parties, but they were. Using the identities of third Trying parties. to be some, yeah, trying to, like, using somebody else's name on an account to place bets. And, uh, listen, Deckers was under 21 at the time anyway, which is obviously the legal betting age. Uh, and his he disguised his identity through his parents. Mm-hmm. Um, and, listen, this is a guy who started all 12 games at quarterback for Iowa State a year ago. But they were a 4-8 football team, and he had the third most interceptions in college football. The problem is they don't have much behind him. Um, and you know, it, it could be a, a true freshman getting a look, uh, this season instead. Uh, I think interesting. One of the guys, Iuma Uwazrike, who we talked about from Denver, the Broncos, mm-hmm. who just got suspended in the NFL for a year for betting on Broncos games. He went to Iowa state. He's involved in this investigation as well for betting on Iowa state games yeah. when he was at the school. So, uh, it's two. Two current football players, including Drecker, uh, a former football player that we just mentioned, and a, a college wrestler who's like actually a legit wrestler. I, and yeah, I'm a nerd who watches college wrestling sometimes, but the Big 12 champion wrestler 
uh, as well. So this is a this is clearly a, a widespread investigation, mm-hmm. and they've netted four fish out of this deal. I listen. This is interesting to me because it, we're seeing this leaking into college levels now, and we the NCAA said if you get caught betting on games like on, on your own games, you could lose all of your eligibility. Mm-hmm. That I would expect that to be the case in these instances. I would agree with that. I think the the way that we look at this now, they weren't expected to have a good season anyway. Iowa State, their win total was like five and a half. It's ticked down now. Yeah, people are betting the under because of the Almost uncertainty. A full game. Yeah, people are it, they have uncertainty at the starting quarterback. Well, there's no uncertainty. Hunter Deckers is not going to be the starting quarterback this year. I can yes. tell you that he's already told the team he's he's told the team through his attorney that he is stepping away from football to focus on these criminal charges and to worry about his studies. So Hunter Deckers, if if you're waiting for like an official announcement that he's not going to be the starter, there it is. He is not going to start the season as the quarterback for Iowa State. Yeah, and with this this late into the the game, like this late, and and trying to figure out like, oh, where you know what's the team going to do now as the season is just a couple of weeks away. I think the week one game's off the board, so I haven't seen anything about. Well, it's I, against Northern Iowa, so they, it's it, not. Yeah, it's not a. Uh, it's a an FCS opponent, so mm-hmm. usually you'll get that line like a couple days before the game. Yeah, one an extra game. Yeah. Added games, yep. College, extra fo- board. college football added games is what we're gonna see. Uh, yeah, it wasn't gonna be a good season for them anyway. I mean, maybe it's a benefit. Like I said, Deckers threw 14 interceptions last year. They were a four-win football team. At, at the worst, it's a way for them to start working on the future now. Yes, uh, Hunter Deckers is a junior. Now you've got a good like a a guy who's a junior who wasn't good. You've got a redshirt freshman backing him up. You've got a highly touted uh, true freshman coming in, a relatively highly touted, at least for Iowa State standards. You can go with one of those freshmen, let them take over, not have to worry about letting Deckers play out his senior year Mm -hmm. or whatever. Because I'm with you. I, I didn't think very highly of him when he was on the field anyway. The question I'll ask is, after this, and I, I asked it with the NFL, asking now with college, will we get more players that get in trouble for gambling? Don't be surprised. All it takes is like one link and the school has to do their own investigation. Or in this case, it looks like something happened where like the, the Justice Department was looking into it. Like, I don't know if this came directly from Iowa State or someone snitched. They found an investigation they wanted to launch. And that's why it became a criminal matter instead of, you guys are off the football team. Well, yeah, because that could be something that something that triggered it because they're using you know using somebody else's name and social yep. security number and oh they try and cash out and they have to file taxes on something and maybe somebody maybe it was something like that where they got something in the mail and said hey DraftKings here's your tax form DraftKings sent them here's your tax form for 2022 remember when you cashed out the three thousand dollars whatever it is like here's your you know 1099 or whatever. And they were like, ah, uh, this isn't mine. <laughs> uh, what are you talking about here? Yeah, this is a – listen, if anything, this is another cautionary tale of betting on your – Boy, I bet you Nick, Nick Saban's game. happy that there is no uh, – online gambling is not legal in Alabama. Absolutely <laughs> thrilled. Yesterday morning, AJ, we talked about Mike Sando's quarterback list on Straight Out of Vegas AM. That conversation spilled its way into the Dream Pod last night where we kind of – we looked at the Sando list compared to our quarterback draft and graded out how each of us did in the quarterback draft. We did a little of that yesterday with me, you, and McKenzie, where we talked about how you had two tier one quarterbacks and I had, well, kind of two top ones in Hertz and, and Aaron Rodgers. But the Aaron Rodgers MVP question that I asked on yesterday morning's show, I posed that question to RJ Bell last night and I wanted his thoughts because. I do find it fascinating that all of the executives and everyone that Mike Sando talked to ranked Aaron Rodgers as highly as they did, fourth overall on the quarterback tier list, but yet Rodgers is the eighth favorite right now to win the MVP. In fact, the top eight of the Sando list is the top eight of the MVP. Here was a piece of that conversation from R.J. Bell's Dream Preview. Well, based on the Mike Sando list, where Aaron Rodgers was ranked fourth. Listen, I don't want to make it. It's Mike Shando. Shando. Yeah. Mike Sando was, uh, <laughs> has Aaron Rodgers listed at fourth. 
And what's interesting about the Sando list, if you look at the top eight on the Sando list, it is exactly the top eight in the MVP odds. Quarterback league. Quarterback league. And some of them, most of them, are directly correlated. Patrick Mahomes, number one in both. Joe Burrow, number two. Josh Allen, number three. The difference is, the biggest difference, and then you go Justin Herbert, uh, Lamar Jackson, Trevor Lawrence, are all pretty right where they are. The difference is, though, Aaron Rodgers is fourth on the Sando list, but he's eighth in MVP odds. He's 16 to one to win the MVP. Is there value on Rodgers to win the MVP based on the Sando list? I think so, because the first question I would ask myself is, what are the natural biases for or against these players if they have a season that's competitive to be MVP? And I would make the case Joe Burrow has yet to win an MVP. I think he'd be a plus. If he has a chance, he'd be a plus uh, mark. Josh Allen, mm, he hasn't won one, has he? He's not. But it doesn't feel like maybe a small plus. Hurts. You know, it's funny. I'm not sure if any of the, the more I look at this, I'm not sure who would be the minuses. I think Lamar would be a huge plus. People would love the redemption story of Lamar. Mm. But I think Aaron Rodgers, because he's going to New York, because it would be the Jets in theory having a good season, I think there would be a lot of excitement over that. I think at minimum he would have the, a fair chance by the stats. Now, another factor is, EPA per play or accumulative EPA, I can't remember which, this MVP winner has been one or two in that for like eight of the last nine. Like It's really, we think there's a lot of subjectivity to it. It's not. It's what quarterback has the best season. Hmm. So as much as I don't think Rodgers is at the level now of having the best statistical season, I think it's not that far from it it's not crazy to think it so i think it should be a higher odds but but not higher than 16 to 1 i mean maybe it's 12 to 1 fez what do you think i'm concerned about him getting the two mvps and that there's you know better fatigue from that yeah but he didn't get it last year so it feels I, like sure. it's like a season it feels like it's like a season um, or a career award I, if it's close. That's a good point because this will be the last kick of the can. I just think it's going to get screwed if he's if he's basically a dead push against someone who's never won. I think the betters tend to give it to the guy who hasn't I gotten it. I think it's it. more narrative. It's more narrative. I think that'll be the narrative. I, I read no, it differently. That's a boring narrative. I, I, the, the Jets <laughs> make the playoffs, and you think the narrative is Justin Herbert <laughs> had it might win his first MVP? I, I just thought that people were – like the media especially is kind of down on Aaron Rodgers. Like he he's, I think they like, a, I think in general they default to woke. And the weird thing is he, ayahuasca is about as woke as you can get. Like he, it seems he's player empowerment, right? Which is a, a supposedly a progressive, uh, you know, plank or, or, or theor or um, I guess belief system. I mean, if you're not hurting anyone, you have a different opinion and you suffer for it. I respect that. I don't. I don't want to like throw more rocks at the. But guy. the question is, will the guys who vote for MVP have the same mindset as you? Well, you know, he won the MVP right after this. Yeah. Right? So but it was like an unquestionable. Well, was it? Let's take a look because McKenzie has the numbers. So this was a simple QB or uh, QB EPA per play, no adjustment for strength of schedule, no adjustment for anything. The winner, and this will be starting with Patrick Mahomes in 2022. This was their rank. First, 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 first. Then eighth. Cam Newton was eighth. First, first. Then after first, first. And that's all the way back to 2010. So 12 of the last 13 quarterbacks who won the MVP were ranked number one EPA per play. I'm not sure all this narrative stuff is worth it. I, I agree. <laughs> Who's pretty gonna be damn ranked? convincing. Who's going to be ranked number one? <laughs> You know, and, and that's a question. I think strength of schedule is probably a big part of it. You know, how who's got the because if you got two good quarterbacks going at it and one's got a significantly easier defensive schedule, maybe that's something to look at, huh? I don't know. But does Aaron Rodgers have a one in sixteen chance, a one in fifteen chance to have the best EPA? Hmm. What do you think, Fez? You know, Mahomes, I think, is gonna take a step back a big time. And because Why? of that, Why? 
Um, just because you lose the Cheetah last year, and now he loses more of his receivers, and at some point it's got. Was it really a loss or was it a trade off? I mean, who was the big? I mean, Juju Smith-Schuster. I mean, that's a big loss. To, you think? Yeah. I've heard people say he's like the fourth receiver on New England. Mm-hmm. I think that's crazy, but I mean, I, uh, I mean, I think the the Cheetah's like like the. Top two che- wide receiver. No, I agree with the cheetah, but that last season was like he already has dealt yeah, with that. Yeah, but now Kelsey's aging. I think Kelsey's going to take a, a big step back. It's just I, I, I really think if you give any other quarterback that that receiving core, they're going to have real problems. I can see. Listen, I do agree that the age curve for a tight end is a, is a question, but I thought it was last year. So. Sure. Um. So did I. What do you think, Scott? I think Aaron Rodgers has better than a sixteen to one chance. Yes. All right. And but, and if you look at the Jets' offensive weapons, if you look at just, I mean, he's not your average forty-year-old. He's just not the way that he takes care of himself. The way that it's almost like it's Tom Brady. You want to say, oh, Tom Brady's the what, only one what that about done him it. is anything like Tom Brady? Do you remember Tom Brady having like ayahuasca no, retreats? No, but they, but they, whatever they do, it's taking drastic measures that are unconventional to defy aging. So if Aaron Rodgers is still moving around, running around at this age beyond what other quarterbacks of his age have done, then whatever he's doing is working. I will say this. Last year felt like it was more of a lack of engagement than Mm. it was physical decline. I'm not a couch scout, so I'm just saying for the people watching, he can still make the throws. It wasn't like they were seen. And plus, he had a pretty hurt hand. And you got to give him credit. He hasn't complained. I mean, listen, I don't like a lot about him, but he hasn't complained about the hand, right? So last year he was hurt like two thirds of the year with a. And imagine throwing an NFL ball with a bad thumb or something. Yeah. I mean, it, those guys are hurt so much. It's like a whole different thing. But isn't that amazing, Fez? That that, that twelve of the last thirteen MVPs was just find the EPA winner. I would have been willing to bet it under 11 and a half for a substantial amount. <laughs> yeah, I, I thought it was one or two. I mean, this is pretty strong. Yeah, if, if you told me half of them were number one, I'd be like, ah, I bet it's less. So to conclude, I would say I agree with you. It's jumbo odds. I find it even more interesting that the Sando people, which in theory are supposed to be ob- oblivious to things like narrative, things mm-hmm. like New York media market, they think one thing, which is Aaron Rodgers was what, fourth? Fourth. And the betting market, which is full of, in theory, the squares and the, and the, uh, <laughs> I'm thinking about all the, the barroom guys, Bourbon, Bur- Barney at the bar, mm-hmm. those types, and they have Aaron Rodgers. Go, go, they go against the narrative and have them at 16 to 1. It's the only outlier because, like I said, the top eight in Sando's list is exactly the top eight in the MVP odds, the but, same eight quarterbacks. But of all of those eight, wouldn't you say Barney at the bar would be most excited about Aaron Rodgers coming to the Big Apple? That seems to be the most yeah. tempting bet. And they're not buying. They're not buying. Mm. I don't know why. For the rest of the conversation and more, you can simply listen to R.J. Bell's Dream Preview. Subscribe wherever you get your podcasts from. Let's go around training camps, A.J., like we do, and talk about uh, some of the biggest news around the NFL, including an injury in L.A. Yeah, the Los Angeles Rams. Cooper Cup left practice with a hamstring injury. And hamstrings, as you know, lots of different grades and things like that. Who knows when, or what kind of a timeline we're working with. But obviously, this early in the preseason, you expect they're going to want to be pretty careful uh, with Cooper Cup. Especially a guy coming off the, the knee injury, right? Everything's connected. Yeah. So you, you definitely want to be careful. connected to the knee bone. Yes. You definitely want to be careful with him there. So no update on his status as of yet. No update on Sean Alvin. Bay is just going, oh, my God. Yeah, what else can go wrong? Get me out of here. Uh, no update on Alvin Kamara either. Um, we will probably get an update later today, maybe. Alvin Kamara is scheduled to meet with Roger Goodell today, and they're going to talk about a potential suspension. Remember, Kamara, who pled no contest or guilty, whatever, on the felony fight charge where – no charges, everything's dropped. Uh, all he had to do was pay for the medical bills, which was $105,000, and he's got community service. Doesn't matter what the law says, the NFL can still suspend him under the personal conduct policy. So uh, the plea agreement, great for him legally, but as far as the NFL is concerned, 
everything that happened with that fight in Vegas last year, he could be facing a suspension. And we'll find out maybe later today I would after he meets with Goodell. Be, I would expect him to be suspended today. Well, I thought this weeks ago, which is why when I gave out in week one, I said to take the Titans in week one when it was three and a half. It's down to three. So I think any suspension for Alvin Kamara is already baked into this line. But I wouldn't be surprised, like Fez always says, once the news breaks, people that weren't paying attention jump at it. I wouldn't be surprised if we get an announcement that, hey, Kamara's just suspended for one game, or hey, he's suspended for two games, that this line moves even further, and maybe the the minus three on the Saints becomes two and a half, and you don't get that plus three anymore on the Titans. Yeah, that'd be my guess as well. So I, I... You did mention this weeks ago. Uh, I, I think now we're getting to the point. In the, it almost felt like maybe they weren't going to do anything about it. Maybe maybe it was going to get swept under the rug. Yet here we are. Clearly, it's it's not been forgotten. And one other injury news in Cincinnati: Travion Williams, who was a potential to be one of the top running backs for the Cincinnati Bengals, had, was carted off the field with a right ankle injury yesterday. So you have Joe Mixon, but not much behind him. Uh, Samaj P. Ryan not there anymore. Travion Williams was a guy that probably was in the running there to be uh, the backup there for Joe Mixon. Uh, we'll see what happens with that injury as well. Make sure you guys go to pregame.com. We have so many football packages available for you guys. Combo football and college, NFL and college packages available. You can jump on your last chance to get like an early bird NFL package and get the best discount you can now prior to the season starting. And in addition to any discounted package that you buy or bulk dollar that you buy, you can take 20% off using our promo code CAMP20. Training camps are open around the NFL. Hard Knocks is going to debut later on this week or, or this weekend. Hall of Fame game coming up on Thursday. We'll have a preview of that tomorrow. CAMP20 gets you 20% off at pregame.com. It's real simple. Sign up if you haven't signed up already. Get your free $25 for signing up and then use the promo code CAMP20 and take 20% off your purchase at pregame.com. For A.J. Hoffman, Steve Fezzik, I'm Scott Zettenberg. We are straight out of Vegas AM.